0: Hey, you are listening to the Inspire Her podcast. My name is Farron, and I'm so excited to bring in some inspiration, some amazing guests, and give you the tools you need to live your best life. Let's learn from each other, let's support each other, and let's inspire her. All right, everybody, so you are listening to my second ever podcast, and this is going to be... A good one. I am so excited to welcome in Miss Shayna Hardy, um, and so we are—we actually knew each other from our kids knowing each other, and um, that's just kind of how we started to become friends. And then immediately, I stalked her because that's what we do now in this day of age. And I found all about her on Facebook and on Instagram and saw all the beautiful work that she does, and I became obsessed with her. And so now. I'm so excited to welcome her to um, this podcast, Inspire Her Podcast. I can't think of a better person to be one of the first on this podcast um, because she's inspiring to the community, inspiring to me, um, and so she's really out to make a difference. So um, about Shana Hardy, what I found that I loved and why I actually wanted to have her on here is because um, she had this total career change to pursue her passion, and uh, when she told me this I was like oh my gosh you're seriously amazing like I remember going home and telling my husband about her and so I am really excited to just kind of turn it over to Shana and just let her tell you um, what what do you do like in your own words what did you do tell me about your career change tell me about everything
1: thank you I'm so excited to be here appreciate it <laughs> um yeah no and I uh, ditto what you said so I'm excited that our boys are like besties and that we got to know each other as well so, um, but yeah, so I um, have kind of had a meandering um, journey and career, um, but, you know, although I've, I've changed direction several times, like I wouldn't change anything that I've done, um, even though some things were challenging, some things have brought me through hard times. All of it was definitely like lessons that I've learned and people that I've met along the way. And, um, you know, I think about like, should I've done something different in college? What I've done, you know, and I think, no, I really am, am pr- thankful for windy road <laughs> that I have been on in my career. So, um, yeah, so I first started out, like when I went to college, I went to college for, uh, engineering. And the only reason I did that, honestly, I could, wish I could say I put a lot of like forethought into that, but it's honestly just my counselor in high school was like, "Hey, you're good at math and science. You should go to Purdue," and that was like an in-state college for us, which was good because it saved money. And so I was like, "Okay, I'll go do that." <laughs> so I applied, got in, did you know fairly well there and enjoyed it. Got out, got a job, and you know I was in corporate America for about like six years doing a variety of different things, mostly around engineering, but um, also tried lots of different things in that time. And I'm thankful for that. I mean, I, like corporate America wasn't for me, but I, at the end of the day, I got to travel. I got to meet awesome people. I got a really good base for business and just, you know, how to, like when you're in your 20s, like it was just a really great experience, so. And thankful for that. But then I was like, you know, I was kind of, I've always had a passion for just people in general and creativity and um, wanting to sort of, you know, sounds cheesy, but it's really true (laughs) to like make a difference and to um, like really work in people's lives. And so I found out about an opportunity for teaching. So I applied for this program that takes people who are career changers and They, you go through, get your master's and um, you go and you teach in public schools. And that time I was living in Chicago. And so um, that's what I did. So it's like a summer of intense, like you basically teach summer school and then all of a sudden you have your own class (laughs) of kids. And so it was intense, but it was good. Um, I ended up getting like my master's in education from Northwestern there. And I taught for, in Chicago schools for a couple of years, but then I, that was really, a I don't, haven't actually told this story that much, but that was a really trying time for me because I, coming from corporate America where I felt accomplished and successful and feeling like there's a goal and I can get it done. And I'm like, you know, a perfect person. Like if I can't do it well, I don't want to do it at all kind of thing. But in teaching, it's just, I was like a hot mess. Like (laughs) it was just like, kids are kids and like it wasn't that I was doing necessarily a bad job or anything but I was like I want to fix them all like they all deserve the best program was designed to be for teachers to be in schools where where they were most needed you know so in the most needed parts of Chicago so you know there's some tough situations you're dealing with with kids and so that on top of just learning a whole new career and things and changing directions so I you know went through a time of depression because I really just again was like very hard on myself and wanting to make sure that I was doing a great job Through that, I just realized, like, great career. I really loved it, but it wasn't for me at that time. So I finished my degree, but I left the school, left the school, and I only did that for like two years, and I left not having another job. I just knew that that wasn't, like, where I needed to be right then, my own mental health, Which before that, like, I had never experienced anything like that. So it was really challenging for me to be in such a place where I was literally brought to my knees several times as far as, like, mentally. And so I, my husband, fortunately, was very supportive and just, this is not good, you know, working out for you, so let's find something else. So I was unemployed for a little while, but fortunately I was able to, it was still teaching, but it was teaching adults. And it was, um, it was at a nonprofit. Uh, called the CARA program in Chicago and they are a program for people who are adults who are homeless or at risk for being homeless and so my job there was part of a team that would help develop the curriculum for them teaching them and also then teaching classes to them so it could be anywhere from like literally like how to turn on your screen how to search for jobs how to interview presentation skills teamwork skills all these type of things so I really loved it because I was my creativity I was still using my people skills I was still connecting with people and I really loved it and it was the commute was much better (laughs) so it was really good so when I was able to get that job with Kara it was really it was awesome it was like really literally my dream job because I was working with people I felt like I was really making a difference with them um it was it's such a motivational and inspiring place in and of itself, and so I was really blessed to be able to to work there, and I still have connections to the people that I worked with there. Um, but I got I got pregnant with my first son while I was there, so I was actually only there for a short time because I always knew or thought I knew that I wanted to be a stay at home mom, and so I put in my notice, had my baby. Then I realized, like you know, have all the things going on with having a baby, and then I. Like after a few months, I was my thumbs. Like okay, now what do I do? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I my mom always says like oh you're not you're not one to let the grass grow under your feet. I was having something. So even though I wasn't, I didn't have a job. Like I started a neighborhood um, play group and I was in a women's retreat at our church and helping to teach Bible study groups with us, you know, and things like that. So I always had like, <laughs> always had to be involved in doing something. And then when my son was about a year or so old, maybe a little older, um, I saw a class for photography, like a local photography school. And I was like, oh, this sounds fun. And so I took it just so I could take better pictures of my kids. And I really enjoyed it. That then felt that I was pregnant with my second son and life was kind of going you know, fast with having kids. So I have two boys. Uh, They are now eight and 10. And so a little under two years apart. Also mama to one crazy dog and husband as well, too. (laughs) Mm Anyway, so so we once I after I took that photography class, I really just I'd always so backing up um, a little bit. um, I had always actually valued photos themselves. Like I always my dad was actually more of the photographer in our family, and he was always the one taking the pictures. And then like, you know, obviously at that time and you know, you'd go and get them printed and, home, and so we would have like literally like shoe boxes kind of full of photos, like still in their packaging and in the laundry room. And, but I always value them. Like I always have had like attachment to photographs themselves, like the actual photographs. So I was the one in our family, like creating like albums. You remember like those sticky, Paper albums—you would get it like Walgreens or something. You just like stick the pictures in the, yeah. in the albums, frame them or whatever. So um, I was giving them as gifts or creating slideshows or whatever with them. So I always valued photographs themselves, but I never really, until I took that class, never really learned how to be a photographer, like how to take better pictures. Um, and I had always actually just intended just to take it so I could do better pictures of my family, and just I just enjoyed it. As a hobby. And so, but family, people, friends just started asking me, oh, you know, would you be able to do this or do that with you know taking some pictures for this? And so I did. And my dad actually is owned his own small business. So he's a landscape architect since retired, but he owned his own firm. And so I had grown up in an entrepreneurial family. So I had that as a good example as far as like the benefits and the things that go with it. Also like the you know, the roller coaster of what an entrepreneurial life can be you know, for the most part, it's definitely a great example of of what, you know, he built from the ground up essentially. Well, from our basement up actually, (laughs) he started in our basement just like I did. So yeah. So had that a good example of my dad and he's also, um, has a creative mind as well, but also a very good business mind. Um, and also very, led with a very just from conversations of having with him and things that he would have to deal with some things when I learned on later on but just ethically how to run a business and showing good leadership I was very fortunate to have that growing up but anyway so once people started asking me to do photos for them and I was like oh this is really interesting like maybe this could be a my business because I I just I guess I had all always had in my mind, even since like middle school, that I thought I would do something entrepreneurial. Like I always thought I would have my own business. When I started in corporate and did other things, I kind of pushed those thoughts to the side because I just never, nothing really felt right as far as what I would do. And in fact, I tried starting a couple other photo-related businesses along the way. One was just creating slideshows for events or people or, you know, special events. And then another one was actually like uh, scanning actual physical photographs so and restoring them so people could have digital copies of them and not lose them so again like I always valued photos and always treasured them but it, it wasn't until like actually became the first in creating the photographs that that was something that clipped with me like oh this is this is it like this is what I really really enjoy so that's kind of how it started and from there I lived in Chicago for one more year after I started my business So I just kind of brand new to business when I started there and we moved to Baltimore about in 2013. So I kind of had to restart a little bit, but it was okay because it just gave me a fresh start and I had already sort of started the business path from there. I just kind of got my start here in Baltimore with just connections that from people in Chicago, from people who knew here other businesses I connected with and grew organically that way, along with, you know, marketing and, and putting myself out there and just, you know, but I still wanted to do it part time until my boys went to school full time, because that was um, a priority for me. So I just made it work around, you know, my schedule and, you know, and my husband um, as well, too. So I just make it work around my schedule to make sure that I'm home for them, but also, you know, they understand that when I have things to do that I'm sort of, I'm building my business and i they understand that that's important to me too. That's
0: awesome. That is really um, awesome. So, I mean, to go from, I mean, such a career change, you know, to, to what you're doing now, what? I mean, that, that's amazing. Like your passion. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to say like, and I, you know, even within photography, I mean, the beauty of, owning your business is that you can make whatever you want you know you can you can work 80 hours a week or you can work 10 you know or something in between and it's it's it there's no right or wrong answer to it it's just whatever is going to fit with what you want and what your goals are you know whether it's monetary goals or you know business goals or whatever so um, but as my boys have Become you know more independent and um, at school and things at the time. Then I've been able to pour into my into my business as well too. And yeah, and then you know even within photography, like I started out with more doing newborns and maternity and family, and that's still you know part of what I do, uh, mostly families. But I then a couple started doing more um, portraits for women, um, both business as well as boudoir. And that's really where I've now since found another passion of mine is really just connecting with other women. And I had my, it started when I had my own boudoir session, um, more of like a beauty slash boudoir session. And because I didn't want to offer anything to other women until I had actually experienced it So once I had experienced it for myself um, with another photographer that I knew and trusted, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I literally like walked taller out of that session. Like I, I felt good. I just saw how others see me. I felt like I was seen. You know, I felt I felt seen. And I think as moms, as women, um, whether you're you know busy entrepreneur or just busy women in general, we have all busy lives that we forget that. We deserve to be seen and we, we don't and our society unfortunately tells us that unless in most cases unless you're a size two and six three that you do not deserve to be seen because we don't see a lot of different body images and body types and because I had had two children and I my body had changed a lot, I wasn't feeling super confident but after I had had that session, I felt really a lot more confident in myself and just owning where I was with my body and in my image. And, um, you know, we all have ups and downs, but it was really from that point forward that like, yeah, I deserve this. Like I, I'm still, you know, I'm still beautiful regardless of whether my body has changed or not.
0: Yes. I love this. And this is also a reason that I 100% wanted you on this podcast because I feel like who you are as a photographer, and you standing on this platform as a photographer and saying this, be more body positive, and you know to love who you are is so powerful because you know I just feel like so many times you know you're telling everybody that it's okay just to love who you are. It's okay to take the picture. It's okay to take the boudoir shoot. It's okay to get in the picture again. You know, love who you are and. And I think that's amazing that you're spreading that word through your photography. You know, I think that's beautiful and inspiring. So and that's awesome of you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. And it's as a mom, like I try to get it, you know, I tell women, like, usually we're the ones taking the pictures, right? If we're. <laughs> right. So I'm like, don't forget your kids want to see you in the picture. It doesn't matter. Like, if you've, you know, forgot, you know, like if you didn't have, if you have gray hair and you haven't got your hair color, if you've, you know, been breastfeeding, your boobs aren't where they used to be or, you know, or whatever, or you just, you, Hey, your hair's in a messy bun because you, didn't, you haven't showered in three days because life is crazy. Like it doesn't matter. They're not like when you look back and I tell women this too, like when you look back, you know, sister, mother, grandmother, dad, father, whatever, you don't look at what they look like. I mean, sometimes I make fun of my mom's bull cut, but anyway, <laughs> but, but you know, We don't look at those things like we just care that they were like we see them smiling and we see them like holding our hands or we see them like loving on us or whatever or playing with us or whatever in the pictures and we want to hold on to those memories and that's you know that's what's important.
0: Yes, I love that. I love that so much. Okay, so all right, so this big career change that you go from this now you're doing something that you love. Do you have any regrets along the way? Anything that you could change?
1: Not really. I mean, even though like, especially I think I sometimes think about, and this is something we're, we're trying to instill in the boys too. And as they grow and think about like what they want to be when they grow up, you know, they both basically want to be soccer players right now, but (laughs) Uh (laughs) to really though follow their heart, you know, I think like, I don't regret going into engineering or education because again, like I said, like they both gave me really good valuable life skills and I met, amazing people I wouldn't have met otherwise. I traveled and I did lots of fun things and learned lots of amazing skills that I wouldn't probably have, you know, who knows, but like, I do want to instill in them, like, think about what it is that you love to do, you know, what inspires you, what, what drives you. And when you wake up in the morning, like you're really excited about and whether that is like, whether that's something creative or something, you know, technical or it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care if they are a garbage man or a doctor. Like, I just want them to do whatever they do to the best of their ability. And that's what they, you know, they get up and they're excited about doing or, or, you know, because I think that I didn't honestly put a lot of thought into that when I was in high school. Like, I just was like, oh, I'm good at math and science. Okay. That equals engineering in that case. And I just didn't really think about it that much. And a lot of people were like, oh yeah, that makes, like a lot of people were like, yeah, that makes sense. That's, and we were always like, my parents, I don't think would have cared one way or the other what I did. They just wanted me to, you know, pursue whatever made me happy. But I would say that was not necessarily regret, but just something I think that we wanted, were more conscious about, about making sure that they do something they love. And it's okay to make career choices or career changes. Excuse me. Um, I think it's really, it's not a bad thing, <laughs> you know, like we change as human beings. Like I am 42 years old now and I'm not the same person as I was when I was 21. At least I hope not. So to have the same career is not, you know, usual. And I think it's okay to change. So it's, it's okay to change when life changes or when, you know, passions change or when things, when things change along the way. And that's okay too.
0: Yeah, I love that, and it, and clearly with you, it's worked out. It's been okay. It's you're doing good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who and so you already you said your dad um inspired you. Is there anyone else that you like? What else inspires you? Who else inspires you? I, you know, and I would say
1: like you know not to sound cheesy, but like also my mom too. Um, I haven't talked about her yet, I guess. But mm-hmm. so she you know made the choice to really pretty much be at home with us for the most part. Um, she did different things here and there. Um, she was actually like a an aerobics instructor for a little while at the YMCA and she did maybe six months as a realtor. <laughs> like she worked at my dad's office as an admin or a secretary, admin, I guess they call it now. But appreciate that she was there for us, right? So she made that conscious decision. I mean, she's very capable and creative and smart woman herself and she could have done anything she wanted to do. Um, but she made the conscious choice that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom for the most part with us and be there and volunteer. And I think that's also what drives me to, yeah, I'm different than her in the sense that I want to have a career and I want to have my own business. But I also saw the benefits growing up of my mom being able to be there after school for us or that kind of things. And now I don't do home cooked meals all the time like she did,
0: <laughs> or make
1: <laughs> cookies all the time like she did. But, um, you know, so my our you know lives look a little different in that sense. But that has definitely motivated me to design my career and to design my business around, you know, being able to be there for my boys uh, when I can. So That's um, great. I appreciate that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. So, okay. So if you had any words of inspiration for someone else who wants to pursue their dreams or maybe make that career change or maybe they're, I mean, Nervous to do what you did to go from engineer to teacher to photographer, you know, I mean, like those are some big, those are some big steps, you know, that you did. Yeah. And so what would you tell somebody, you know, that wanted to do, wanted to do that, wanted to go for their passion?
1: I would say that to just go for it. I mean, I'm kind of a jump in, like I'll jump in the deep end
0: kind of girl <laughs>
1: and then learn how to swim So, for me, that's not a big leap, no pun intended, but to do something like that. But I also, like, and you heard me say earlier, like, the perfectionist side of me is that I get really hard on myself when I make mistakes or I feel like I could have done something better, and I still struggle with that. Like, you know, no photo shoot is ever perfect, right? Like, not 100% of the shots are never, ever going to be, like, you know, beautiful and perfect, and as much as I try. (laughs) But... (laughs) I always say that like, you know, it's okay to make, and I tell my boys again, like this all the time, like, and they, and I see some of this in them too, that they get frustrated with their mistakes. And I say like, it's okay to make mistakes. Like that is the only way we're going to learn. You know, I don't consider any of my choices mistakes. Um, I just think that they were, that was the path that God wanted me to be on. And like that I was able, unfortunate and able, and even though some of those choices were tough and i was they were really hard, or the time in those careers were sometimes really challenging. I'm so thankful for it. So it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to admit those mistakes, you know, and to ask for help, because that's the only way we're going to learn. And I think that, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. And that is part of kind of going back to my photography a little bit. Like that's part of the part that I love about like photographing women, specifically more like in boudoir, is that like, it is like you're in obviously a vulnerable um, space. Um, but that's like when you learn and you grow is when you're vulnerable like that, even with yourself, even in a space like that. And to just walk out and knowing that you've like accomplished something and knowing feeling like you've I was out there and I was vulnerable and I made mistakes and that's okay. And I tried again and I made another mistake and I tried again. <laughs> but that's when we feel like the most, you know, proud of our accomplishments though. And we when we can tell And we can share those mistakes with other people because, for example, like, had I not gone through that depression and anxiety that I went through when I was teaching, I wouldn't have then been able to have the empathy or sympathy for people who now go through that, that I can share with them. Like, I've been there. I know how this feels. Like. You know, physically, I know how your body cramps up and you feel nauseous or you have different all these symptoms. And I was able to share that experience with people in my next job, like that I was working with. And so I felt like that just made me, I don't know, sympathetic, but that's just a better word than I'm thinking of. But, and it made me just be able to relate to people on a different level because I had gone through that, even though I would never want to go through that and I don't want to go through it again. Um, but if I do, I know that it's I'll be able to come out the other side.
0: Yeah, you you learn from it You know, that's so powerful what you said, you know, it's okay To go through these things and because you just learn and I love that you said that about depression you know, I feel like that was such a If anyone could find a positive way to put a positive spin on depression, you just did that Like, you know, it's if you have it now you can talk to other people about it and you you know And you fixed it. And I think that's amazing. So That in itself is inspiring. So, okay. So, what is next for Shayna Hardy? Like, what is your like? Where's your? What is a goal that you might have right now? What do you want? I mean, you're doing a lot with, you know, being, you know, you're really spreading the word of being more body positive. And so, where's what's next for you? What's your next big goal? Ah, that's a good question.
1: Um, So, I've been
0: thinking about that
1: actually a lot lately, and I think that although I want to keep with I always love photographing families because it's just, it's, it, it's, a, it's a real treasure to me to be able to have, to be able to do that for families and to be able to have them look back at those. But I really, I'm going to also focus more on um, women's portraits and, and boudoir as well as also you know, um, branding for other women entrepreneurs um, to help them see themselves in their business. So this past year, I really have been thinking. Well, beginning in January, February timeframe, I was really thinking about what is my mission? Like, what do I want for my company? What do I want to do? And I came up with a phrase essentially like, "You deserve to be seen" is my mission. Women deserve to be seen in their families. They deserve to be seen they deserve to be seen themselves, like see how beautiful they are themselves. And they also, do, if they're an entrepreneur or a business owner, or they deserve to be seen in their business. Like a lot of times we are our brand. And so I really want to focus on women and helping them know that they deserve to be seen. And, you know, I had recently hosted an event that was focused around being body positive And I, want to continue to host more events like that or or partner with others that have the same message um, about body positivity and so women can feel once they have (laughs) feel confidence and in their image that they will want to and know that they deserve to be seen whether it's in their personal life or in their business life so I'm hoping to do more events and and just reach more women and get that message out more
0: I love that you deserve to be seen like that's a hashtag like that's like that's going to take yes. over. That's so perfect. You deserve to be seen. You know, and, and so many women, we get out of the picture. How you said how women don't take their picture anymore. You know, like, they let the dads do it. Or they take a picture of their kids and not them. And, you know, and we do. We deserve to be seen. You know, I think that's so powerful. So yeah. let's say people, obviously, after this, people will definitely want to see what you're all about. So they want to see your boudoir pictures they want to see actually how while we're illness, how do you say boo, boudoir am I saying that right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's like tomato tomato basically like I see <laughs> I say boudoir some people say boudoir like yeah oh
1: like, okay you know, I mean
0: whatever you want <laughs> yeah right boudoir okay okay all right so people are going to want to see what you're up to so tell everybody where they can find Shana Hardy where where are you on Facebook on Instagram um, where's the best place to find yeah. you? Yeah, perfect. So,
1: um, my website is just shanahardy.com. So you'll see all of those uh, things there. And then, um, my Facebook is Shana Hardy photography and, um, my Instagram is at Hardy. So, you know, basically you can find me there and all those places, um, on Facebook and Instagram. Also my Instagram stories are fun. I've been, um, uh, you'll see kind of the behind the scenes photos. So if you want to kind of see some behind the scenes um, of sessions, behind the scenes of my um, crazy life, <laughs> that's uh, Instagram is where you can find all that
0: kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I love it. Okay. So for everyone listening, we are going to be so excited. You can follow Shana Hardy and I will post that so you can find her. And then hopefully you'll be able to see all of her new events and things that she's doing and watch her go and get her big goal and, help people feel more confident in their skin and but like you need, you should be seen or was you deserve to be seen like that is going to make You deserve, make it, you deserve yep. hashtag. You deserve to be seen. So you can follow <laughs> Shana Hardy. Um, so Shana, I'm so glad that you're on this podcast. It means so much to me to like have you on here because I think I truly think that you're inspiring and I can only imagine how many women would be listening to you and, to, you know, drag that inspiration. And if, if they have a career path that they want to change or if they just want to pursue a passion or just even listening to you to just the, I mean the, just to take the picture, you know, like to be in the picture and to, you know, don't be afraid to do the boudoir shoot. Don't be afraid to do these things. And so you brought so much. So thank you so much for joining me. Aww. And I'm so excited. To, thank you. Yeah, you're the best. You're the best. So thank you everyone for listening and I will see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspire Her podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends. Tag me on Instagram, Instastories or Facebook and let's inspire her together.